Good day. You're listening to European Buddha. A warm hello to everybody out there and welcome to the European Buddha podcast. So in April 2021, we launched uh, the first uh, episodes of the European Buddha podcast and with it a trailer episode called Who is the European Buddha? At this time, we had Emilia Raunio with us, as always, and continues to do so. Hello, Emilia. Hello, Martin. And also, last time, we had Ron Eichhorn with us, the president of the European Buddhist Union, and he is also with us today. Hello, Ron. Hello. Hello, Martin. Hello, Emilia. Hello. Welcome. I'm still wondering, by the way, who is the European Buddha? That riddle has not been solved, has it? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It was an open question that uh, is uh, accompanying us uh, to this day. So you didn't find it in your quest? I think we have to continue this work. Okay. <laughs> So, uh, Ron, I think the in the trailer episode, we didn't have a much chance to talk about it. But as we ask many guests in our episode, and it's always interesting to ask them, what was your spark of inspiration that drew you to the Dharma? This is something I want to dedicate my life to. Well, at that moment, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't aware that this is something I dedicate my life to, but uh, it was inspiring for sure. Uh, I had, uh, I remember clearly, of course, yeah, I was in film school and I was uh, 22 or 23, I think. And a friend of mine who was uh, um, directing in theater, he gave me a book about Zen Buddhism. And he said, wow, that's very interesting. I just read this. Uh, have a look. And I started to read it and I found it very interesting because it was a book about spirituality, but it had a lot of humor. And that would, was something very new for me, that uh, something religious or spiritual could have a sense of humor. And it was... Um, it had a lot of mm, thoughts in there that were challenging to me and at the same time the other thing that, that i found important was that it emphasized that it's something that you do in buddhism it's a very practical it's not something that you have to believe but uh, you start to meditate or and you start to realize more or less and so i thought that's an interesting approach and that's how i started to meditate and that was the beginning more or less uh of my journey And it mm -hmm. took me, you know, it was a, yeah, a journey. But uh, um, I realized very quickly that meditation and the Buddhist practices are good for me. And uh, I wasn't sure if I would do this for the whole of my life, actually. I was thinking about that, too. I, I was thinking, is that something that I will do my whole life? I wasn't sure at this point. But, yeah, until now, I'm still doing it. So, and I think I will keep doing it. It somehow kind of comes to be a way of life. Yes, of course. It, it transformed in a way. It, it In the beginning, I took the formal practice as a formal practice and life is life. And then after some time, you realize that there is no not supposed to be any separation. But really every moment 
uh, that you live is supposed to be practice, no matter what you do. And you have to be in the moment. You have to be with the things you do. And you don't have to have excessive thinking. You have to be aware of your concepts and attachments and conditions and all of this. But in the beginning, I didn't understand what's conditions, what's attachments. I was like, what's this? Uh, so you have to realize that also what actually these things are. And then, yeah, of course, you have to realize that the formal practice is not a part. You have to, every moment is important for it. Definitely. And what led you to the EBU? And how is your work as a president? You've been now several years working yeah. as a president. That's right. Five years as a president. I was, I was, um, made delegate of our organization, of our Sangha to the EBU when we joined the EBU. So my master, she told me that I should be the person who represents our organization in the EBU. So that's what I did. And. Frankly, I wasn't extremely <laughs> thrilled in the beginning of these meetings. Um, and I thought, well, there's not extremely much relevance in the EVU at that time. And then always there's a choice. You can say, well, I don't think this is perfect. I leave it like this. Or is there something I can do about it? So I, I first volunteered to be on the council and then... I, I started activities like the events and other ideas I had that should be good for the EBU. Well, and then following this, um, I was elected president. And what it's like to be the president of the EBU? Do you have it's super even... awesome? And do you have time to practice, <laughs> or is it a practice? Of course, it is. You're quite busy. Yeah, of course, yeah. it's a practice. Yeah, no, I wake up every morning and I think, wow, I'm president of the EBU. That's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I, I, I'm not thinking about, I was thinking about how, it import, how important that is really. But I think the EBU is important. The EBU as such is important because it's um association of all the different traditions that are present in Europe. And Only the fact that these different traditions and Buddhists coming from different um, paths of the Dharma and Buddhists coming from different, having different different doctrines and also coming from different countries with different mentalities, that these people come together and um, do something together and are productive, this is already very important, I think. And what I also realized is that... Uh, An association like the EBU is, is, I think, is like the biggest gate where people can find the Dharma and step onto the path because, because we represent everybody, more or less. And it's not something specific, but everything is there. So you can have a look at it. You can get an overview and then whatever. If you want to really become a Buddhist practitioner, you choose the the tradition or sangha you like. So I think it has a very important function. And well, also the mission that the EBU has to bring Buddhist principles into European society. I think that's very good because the Buddhist principles are not about religion uh, or anything sectarian. They are really just about benefiting all sentient beings, not just people even. And this is very something very good. It's about peace. It's about harmony. It's about kindness 
It's about compassion. Um, and so these are all very good values. And this is what we want to bring into European society from, from different angles. And so this is a very important task also. Yeah, and it's it's amazing how deep topics we can also touch and and um still we can have very good time and, and enjoy what we're doing. So thank you for that. Yeah, I think also well I think if it's something if you be, if you find it meaningful that what you do, if you find what you do meaningful, then it's also joy in there. Even even though it's a lot of work. So I have a lot of work with the EBU for sure. And it's not always fun but a lot of it is meaningful so i think it's um yeah it's good i like it it's rewarding finally what projects have you been uh, active lately there is always something actually because i'm involved in pretty much all the projects at least at some stage more or less there's a continuous work with the european political institutions today i have a meeting with the osce um, that's a, the Organization for Security and Cooperation in Europe, but I think uh, I, I think that's the right <laughs> that's the right words. But anyway, it's a very big organization, including um, including not only European countries but also the United States and China. And 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 this is about human rights, the human rights situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and in many countries, the Buddhists enjoy all the rights uh, that other religious groups have, but not in all countries it's like this. So, well, and the projects, we have this education project together with the Italian Buddhist Union. This is a very important one for me because I think a lot of the problems we have today come from the fact that in schools we learn a lot of things, but we many times we don't learn how to be happy, wholesome human beings and how to how to benefit other people how to deal with other people in a kind way we don't learn that too much and it's not only about ethics and manners i think it's a lot of things that for me buddhism provides these insights and also tools to transform yourself, but in other religions, I think the same. So, so I think this is something where we can really contribute. Uh, and it's not only f- focusing on, on kids, it's also focusing on their parents and teachers, because I have, you have to look at the whole picture, I think. Mm. Um, and this would be something over the years, or it will take a long time, because in the beginning, maybe we have to do this on a voluntary basis for kids or teachers or parents to participate. But finally, I think this is something that has to be actually really in fixed in the school, it has to be something that is mandatory. And we will not have peace if it doesn't start with the people. It's not something about armies or the military, it's really something about your mind. And if we settle this already in schools, I think uh, we will be having a much more mm, happy and balanced society in the future. This year, the EBU also had a nice conference with a very potent title, Unity in Diversity for Buddhism itself, between the religions and also uh, for Europe in general. I think it's a very potent slogan. 
So when you look back at this last year, what were your highlights? I have to be honest with you. I'm not so much a looking back person. I'm, looking, <laughs> I'm a looking forward person. So for me, I'm always looking at what's next, what's next, what can I do more? Not so much what happened behind me. Uh, so really now I have to reflect what was, I can, can, I probably cannot tell you because I'm looking at the next thing we do, not, not so much at the stuff we did already. But yeah, the, the conference was a good thing, of course. And the title is a classic Buddhist title because, um, of course, it's obvious that there is diversity. Uh, it's not so obvious that there is unity many times, but the unity is always is fundamental. It's always underlying. So we have to focus, even though we are more or less constantly aware of the individual aspects of ourselves and all things that appear, uh, we always have to realize that there is a unity behind it. There's everything is one. And so this is a classic Buddhist title. And it was a very nice conference. It was the first event we did in person. Yeah. After the Corona epidemic. Uh, so it was two years that we didn't, or even more, two and a half years almost, I think that we didn't meet. So it was also very nice to meet the people in person again and not just online. Mm -hmm. Also in the AGM, it was wonderful to see each other and, and also have some evening acti activities. <laughs> right. The social stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was very nice. Yeah. So if you look in the future, what are you looking forward then? Uh, there's uh, plenty of stuff because the EBU is not the only thing I'm doing. But if we're talking about EBU, I think it's important to develop our cooperation more we are on a good stage so i think it's it's if i look at it where we are now i think it's good it's a good beginning it's a, but it's a beginning we have to we have to activate more of our members to be part of our projects or to come up with projects so this level of cooperation for some people is already very intense. They are very active and they do a lot. And for some groups, it's not, they are not involved much. So one, on the one side to activate the membership, on the other side to bring the message more clearly out that we are not only a membership organization. We are organization for all people in Europe who are Buddhists or who who sympathize with the Buddhist values. So anybody who is interested in one of our projects and would like to join, should join, can join and should join. It's not, we are not an exclusive circle of people. We're an inclusive circle of people. So we want to be as open as possible, involving as many people as possible. That's where the real relevance of the EBU lies. I think the more people are really working towards our goals in Europe, uh, the more important the EBU will be and the more successful we will be in spreading the Buddhist principles and transforming the society because Buddhism is about transforming yourself. But if we do this collectively, we can transform society. And this is something that can really happen, I think. What would be the challenges in that? The challenges is, first of all, laziness, because the people, they say, oh, more work. I already have so much work. Um, inspire people to motivate them is not an easy thing many times. Mm -hmm. Also, we have to see that the EBU mm, a few years ago was known to 
pretty much a handful of people, maybe a hundred people in Europe. I don't know, maybe more, maybe, but not so much more. So it was a anonymous uh, association and we have to make it, um, we have to settle in the um, public view that uh, an organization like the EBU exists, uh, a pan-traditional, pan-European Buddhist association with all the things the EBU does, not not the, only the fact that it's there and exists, that's not much, but that it's there, exists, and does a lot of things. And this, this message has to get out so people know it, and then also people can join. Last time you were as our guest, we asked you to um, share a little practice, and, and it, it was very beautiful. Thank you. I still carry it with me. Would you have a little practice for us today that you would like to share? Well, that's not not something. When I when I'm in my in the temple in Berlin where I'm abbot, uh, that's not something I share with the with the people uh, there as a um, as a teaching. But what I do a lot is just focusing on the things I'm doing in this moment, and that needs to have some active part of the consciousness to do this. So you have to actively move your mind to the things you're doing. Sometimes it works automatically. If mm. we're, if we're really challenged with a task or, uh, or we have a lot of fun with it or whatever, then it ha happens automatically. But uh, most, most of the day it's not like that. And to always bring myself into what I'm doing in this moment whether that's meditation in meditation i try not to think actually that's the best for me not to have any thoughts or just if they appear just let them go mm. but with uh with any other task i like to be just with the thing i'm doing and that's a challenge because I also it doesn't happen automatically sometimes it does like i said but no many times it doesn't so i have to bring my mind back into this This is not something we can do in this mobile. And now I'm talking to the phone, uh, not to the phone, but to the microphone. And uh, and I'm talking to you. So I'm with this. But um, but this is this is a very important exercise altogether, I think. And it works in any circumstance, whether you're dealing with people, whether you're taking a shower, whether you're working, whether you're in the bus, or it doesn't matter, actually. You, you can do it in any moment. And that's also a task that should be applied in any moment. So you have to continuously try it. And that, that I would think is um, is very important because once you're with The things you're doing, you're in this moment, you're making much less mistakes, you're always authentic, and there's no unnecessary thinking. Unnecessary thinking takes a lot of energy and is not productive. It's, most of the time, it's counterproductive, actually. Mm. So That's very good. Yeah, and it's also about acceptance, because often if there's a difficult thing or something we really don't want to do, we're kind of fighting against it. But if we're just doing what we're doing mm. and be okay with it, uh, at the moment I'm I'm in flu and you could easily think like, oh, I don't want to be sick. This is boring. But now I've been starting to see it more like, a, well, it's time to take care of myself and take it a bit more slowly and just kind of And also it gives more appreciation for the health. One day I'm going to be okay again and so on. Like mm. enjoy being home when you're sick. Could mm. you actually enjoy being sick? <laughs> yeah. Yes. 
Also, it takes away stress because if you have a lot of things to do, you just do them and mm -hmm. you don't think about how much stuff you have to do and what else is coming. Yeah. So if you just go ahead and focus on the stuff that you do, um, it's very good. Yeah, I think that's mm -hmm. a very important exercise. And as you said, it also applies for meditation. Sometimes when I'm uh, meditating uh, regularly, I just sit and then thinking, oh, now I have time to think. So, <laughs> but what am I doing now? I, I sat down to not do that or not engage in that. Uh, it's a good reminder. So this, is so this is so funny because when I started med meditating like more often, um, I used to that the sitting was on Thursday evening and I, I used to have on Friday morning a yoga class. So I, I used the, the hour Thursday evenings to think through what I'm going to teach tomorrow on the <laughs> yoga class. And only like a year after I realized this, that what was I doing? Seriously, like, <laughs> but it was so funny because I, I wow. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what I often actually think that when we are sitting in meditation, what's going on in people's minds? Like it's, it's, it's super interesting. Like we try to let go, but like as a, you are a movie director, I would love to see a movie of or documentary of this. Like I see swirls going around and <laughs> yeah, it's a good idea. And yeah. for some, nothing like silence because you can sense it when there's a very, you can sense it, but if there's not, I think you can also sense it or yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. The mental activity of others, you can sense it and it influences us also. Yeah. And also when, when there's someone with very deep practice and this stability, there's like a mountain in the room, you can really sense it. And mm. that's beautiful. That's one very beautiful thing that we can have guests from temples and so on, because they really bring us this kind of energy. Right. It's a continuous work. Also, yeah. you know, and when since we talked before about the Buddhist uh, path, yeah, when you learn that uh, the formal practice is not the, the only practice, but it has to be every day, then you have to realize that or you realize that you know you have to bring this mentality or this mindfulness that you develop in meditation to every moment and you and that that's when you expand everything yeah would you do another movie like uh you did uh, a movie called the return of the black buddha yeah i would i'm working on other movies that's right but i can only do this when i finish with the ebu presidency all right it's okay. a big job <laughs> but that's one of the things yeah definitely i'm looking forward to make more movies i have a few i think very nice projects that would be great movies so about buddhism or Like um, not really about Buddhism. No, not directly about Buddhism. But of course, uh, you know, the, the, the way the way I would tell a story is influenced by the mm -hmm. by my Buddhist uh, perspective. Mm -hmm. But it's not not about Buddhism itself. No. Okay. We're looking forward, but uh, we are glad that we still have you as a president uh, who is behind the scenes and tries to direct and coordinate all the things that the EBU is doing. Uh, thank you so much for doing that. And yeah, uh, to everybody out there, uh, we put a link in the description for also for a donation to the EBU that the EBU can continue its important work and continues to grow. And also links if someone wants to join us. 
Yeah, if people contribute, that's really the most wonderful thing. Contribute either with their ideas or their work or their skills or their donations because we are voluntary. Even though it's a big organization, everything is done for free. Everybody works for free and puts in their own time and energy. And uh, still some things have to be paid, of course. So for this, it's great to have donations. All right. Thank you so much. And also thank you so much for the listeners to have been with us. Yes. <laughs> yes, we continue to do so. We will see us, um, hear us next year. And we continue our journey. This year was focused on the EBU projects, the activities. And next year we want to begin at least to focus a little bit about traditions and the National Buddhist Unions. Okay, great. Looking forward. 